This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Lilly Oncology. Welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast, the award-winning podcast that brings you the latest information on breast cancer research, treatments, side effects, and survivorship issues through expert interviews, as well as personal stories from people affected by breast cancer. Here's your host, BreastCancer.org Senior Editor, Jamie DiPolo. Hello, thanks for listening. Dr. Leisha Emmons is Professor of Medicine in Hematology and Oncology at the University of Pittsburgh Hillman Cancer Center. She is also co-leader of the Hillman Cancer Immunology and Immunotherapy Program and Director of Translational Immunotherapy for the Women's Cancer Research Center. She is internationally recognized for her research on using immunotherapy to treat breast cancer. At the European Society for Medical Oncology Virtual Congress 2020, Dr. Emmons presented final overall survival results from the Impassion 130 study, showing that the combination of the immunotherapy to Centric, which has the chemical name atezolizumab, and Abraxane, which has the chemical name nabpaclitaxel, improved overall survival by 7.5 months compared to Abraxane alone for people diagnosed with metastatic pdl one positive triple negative breast cancer. But another trial, the Impassion 131 study, found that combining Tacentric with Taxol, which is a different form of Paclitaxel, was no better than Taxol alone in treating the same type of breast cancer, metastatic triple negative disease. Dr. Emmons joins us today to talk about the differences in the results and what they mean for patients. Dr. Emmons, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you today. We're delighted to have you back. So first, I'd like to talk about the results that you presented from the Impassion 130 study. And while the improvement in overall survival wasn't statistically significant, it was a meaningful improvement with 7.5 months. So could you talk a little bit about what the results mean for people who've been diagnosed with metastatic triple negative disease that's pdl one positive? Yeah, sure. Of the breast cancer subtypes, triple negative breast cancer has the breast prognosis, and it's also the most likely to contain immune cells and be pdl one positive. Because triple negative breast cancer has also historically only been treated with chemotherapy and it's a very aggressive disease, it really represents an unmet clinical need. And the fact that it tends to be immune activated also identifies it as the best place to begin to develop immunotherapy for breast cancer patients. So Impassion 130 is the first trial to rigorously show that adding immunotherapy to standard chemotherapy can benefit at least a subset of patients. It was a global randomized double-blind phase three clinical trial that studied the addition of atezolizumab or placebo to the chemotherapy drug nabpaclitaxel in patients with incurable or advanced triple negative breast cancer that had not yet been treated in the advanced disease setting. The study had endpoints that looked at progression-free survival in all patients, as well as in the subgroup that were pd one immune cell positive, as well as overall survival in all patients, as well as in the subgroup that were immune cell positive. 
the study enrolled 902 patients and randomized them equally. So there were equal numbers of patients that received immunotherapy or atezolizumab with nabpaclitaxel and that received placebo with nabpaclitaxel. The patients enrolled in each of those arms were quite similar and about 41% expressed PDL1 on their immune cells. Although there was not a statistically significant improvement in overall survival in the patient group overall, if you focus in on the 41% of patients that were PDL1 immune cell positive, there was a seven and a half month improvement in median overall survival for those patients who received atezolizumab with nabpaclitaxel. The three-year overall survival rates for people that got placebo with nabpaclitaxel were 22%, and this increased to 36% for patients who got atezolizumab with nabpaclitaxel. Okay, I'm, I'm curious too, I, and I forget the statistic, there's a certain percentage of triple negative disease that it, that is PD-L1 positive. Is, is it like more than 50%? So that's exactly right. In this particular trial, 41% of the patients enrolled were PDL1 immune cell positive. And that's an important thing to keep in mind is that less than half the patients appear to benefit potentially from the addition of atezolizumab to nabpaclitaxel. About half the patients in this particular trial had had a taxane agent as part of their chemotherapy for curative intent. So about 41% are PD-L1 immune cell positive. Okay. And, and just to reiterate, really to centric the, immuno, the immunotherapy, atezolizumab only seems to benefit people with cancer that's PD-L1 positive. That's exactly right. Recently, we did the final analysis of overall survival. And in the group of 902 patients in the trial, the half that got atezolizumab with nabpaclitaxel overall had a slight improvement in overall survival, but it was only about a couple months, slightly over a couple months. So the three-year overall survival rate for folks that got nabpaclitaxel with placebo was 25%, and for folks that got atezolizumab with nabpaclitaxel was 28%, so not too much of an improvement there. But if you look specifically at the group of patients that received or that were PDL1 immune cell positive, the addition of atezolizumab to nabpaclitaxel resulted in a seven and a half month improvement in overall survival, specifically for that group. And the three year overall survival rate for the patients who received placebo with nabpaclitaxel was 22%. And this increased to 36% for the patients with PDL1 immune cell positive disease. So that particular biomarker expression of PDL1 on immune cells identifies the group of patients with potential to benefit. Not all of the patients who are PDL1 immune cell positive benefit. So we still need better biomarkers to even more effectively select the patients most likely to benefit. But right now, that is the way to pick out the patients who are most likely to derive a clinical benefit from atezolizumab and nabpaclitaxel. Okay, thank you. Now, there was, a, I guess, a small controversy at ESMO because the results you presented and the results from the Impassion 131 study seemed to conflict. Now, your results showed a benefit when Tocentric was added to a Braxane chemotherapy, and the other study showed no benefit, but it was a different chemotherapy. Um, were there other differences in the designs of the study? 
You know, on the surface, the trials look quite similar. They enrolled a very similar patient population. Both were first-line studies that enrolled patients that had not had treatment yet for their metastatic disease. They both enrolled patients who had to have had at least 12 months free of disease from their original treatment from their first diagnosis of early stage disease. Both could have had chemotherapy with a taxane in the past. Some differences in the way the trials were designed is that the Impassion 131 study enrolled twice as many patients to the combination of atezolizumab and paclitaxel, whereas Impassion 130 enrolled equal numbers of patients into each arm. So that's one difference. A second difference in the way the study was designed is that the Impassion 131 study had a primary endpoint of progression-free survival with secondary endpoints of overall survival. And they looked at each of these, both in the patient group overall, as well as in the pdl one immune cell-positive patient group. And as you said, for Impassion 131, there was no treatment effect for the addition of atezolizumab to paclitaxel in the patients enrolled on that study. And I think everyone was a little bit surprised by that, actually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, to me, the other thing that was interesting, on September 8th, which was just before ESMO started, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued an alert saying that the combination of Tocentric and Taxol, which is Paclitaxel, wasn't effective in treating metastatic triple negative breast cancer and sort of underscored that the FDA approval of Tocentric to treat metastatic triple negative breast cancer says that it should be used with the Braxane or, or Nabpaclitaxel. So do you have any inkling as to why the Impassion 131 study used Taxol? And also, if you could explain to us um, what the difference is between Taxol or Paclitaxol and a Braxane or Nabpaclitaxel? Like, what is the difference between the two forms of that drug? You know, I think it's, it's important to explore the addition of Paclitaxel to immunotherapy as well, and that's been done in other tumor types. Nabpaclitaxel is not available everywhere, so there are some institutions where it's not on their formulary, and there are some areas of the world where it's not available for patients. So in that situation, usually the alternative taxane is paclitaxel. The two drugs appear to be quite similar on the surface, but they actually have subtle differences in them. Paclitaxel is formulated in a solvent that makes it water-soluble, and this could potentially be a difference between the two drugs. In contrast to uh, solvent-bound paclitaxel, nabpaclitaxel is solubilized in or protein-bound, so that it is delivered to the tumor enveloped in a protein. And this actually can enhance delivery of the chemotherapy drug within the tumor. Because paclitaxel is solvent-bound, there can be allergic-type reactions with that. So paclitaxel in contrast to nabpaclitaxel, requires steroid pretreatment uh, to prevent those allergic type reactions in the patients. So that was, there's potentially with regard to the drugs, subtle differences in the way that they're formulated that could impact their effect on the immune system. And then paclitaxel in contrast to nabpaclitaxel all re, all, also requires steroid premedication, which could impact the immune system as well. Okay, because just in case anyone 
doesn't understand. If so, if you're taking a steroid, that's really going to suppress your immune system. So it may not be able to react as well, like when Tocentric tries to rev it up. Is that that's exactly understanding right. right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that could be one difference. Do you think that it's really just the difference in chemotherapy that mostly explains the difference in results in the two studies? Or do you think there are other things going on? I mean, there, there may be other factors as well, and it's probably ultimately going to turn out to be multifactorial. So you've got subtle differences in the chemotherapy agent itself. Mm-hmm. You've got the differential use of steroids, as we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. There may be unrecognized heterogeneity with regard to the breast tumors in the patient populations. There was difference in geography where the trials were conducted. So that could, could also come into play. And there may be other factors that we have yet to understand. The study design differences that I talked about could play into this as well. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Now, I know some of the other studies are looking at using Tocentric in combination with other types of chemotherapy besides taxanes. Do we know yet how those are looking? Does it appear that those are effective too, or is it really more going to be a taxane that it's combined with? Well, I think there, you know, each chemotherapy drug has different ways that it can interact with the immune system. And that may be somewhat different depending on the tumor type that's being treated. So I think really the only way to know is to do the clinical trials. Okay. Okay. So based on all this, what would your current advice be to someone who's diagnosed with metastatic triple negative breast cancer? I'm assuming one of the first things you might suggest is that the person get tested to find out if that cancer is pd one positive. So for a patient who has been treated with curative intent for triple negative breast cancer and is unfortunate to have a disease relapse, Usually the first step is to biopsy the relapsed disease and uh, determine again the profile of the tumor because sometimes the profile can change. So a tumor that was formerly triple negative may begin to express HER2. It may begin to express the estrogen receptor or the progesterone receptor. So the first step is really to confirm that the profile of the tumor again. And as a part of that, we can now add PDL1 expression on immune cells. One can test for PDL1 immune cell expression on that biopsy of metastatic disease. In Impassion 130, we collected tumor samples from the patients that were enrolled. Some of those samples were from the original primary breast cancer, and others were from a biopsy of a metastatic site of disease. And it didn't seem to matter which type of tumor was PDL1 immune cell positive, provided there was a result that was PDL1 immune cell positive for the patient, that was a patient that could potentially benefit from the addition of atezolizumab to nabpaclitaxel. Okay. Oh, so that's interesting. If I'm understanding you correctly, it sounds like the PDL1 status perhaps either doesn't change or if the original breast cancer was PDL1 positive, then maybe it's not necessary to find out if the metastatic site is PDL1 positive. 
I don't so, want to I don't want to stretch it too far, but I found that interesting. Yeah. So PDL one status can also change. Okay. If there was a primary tumor that was PDL one immune cell positive, and there was a metastatic biopsy that was PDL one immune cell negative, I would give that patient the benefit of the doubt and treat them with atezolizumab and nafaxacin. Okay. Okay, good to know. Thank you so much, Dr. Emmons. I really appreciate your insights on this. We always appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the breastcancer.org podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. To share your thoughts about this or any episode, email us at podcast at breastcancer.org or leave feedback on the podcast episode landing page on our website. And remember, you can find a lot more information about breast cancer at breastcancer.org. And you can connect with thousands of people affected by breast cancer by joining our online community.